0: In the morning. Rudy Ray Moore stars as the famous nightclub entertainer Dolomite, sent to prison on a frame-up by some crooked cops and his arch-rival, the notorious Willie Green. Dolomite is offered an early release from prison, providing he helps the FBI bring down Green and the dreaded Mr. Big, who are terrorizing the city. In the meantime, Queen Bee has transformed her beautiful street girls into an all-girl army of kung fu killers. Dolomite and the girls take on the mob in one of the greatest martial arts rumbles ever filmed. Dolomite defined the cultural icon, the Mac, and epitomizes the black exploitation genre, evident in the work of contemporary directors such as the Hudlin Brothers and Quentin Tarantino and rappers like Ice Cube and Eazy-E. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B Movie Bros. We review B Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. First off, okay, okay so this is the movie Dolomite from 1975. You just heard the back of the, the DVD box. Fucking Quentin Tarantino. Are we, we're really going to talk about Quentin Tarantino on the back of the box for blaxploitation. I know he made the movie Foxy Brown, but come on now. That
1: motherfucker is as white as white can be. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was really inspired by a lot of black exploitation films, but ah, eh, whatever. Okay, now we can move on to
0: uh, to Dolomite here. Um, fuck it, let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three.
1: Paul, why don't you go first? All right, let's start at the top three. <laughs> oh yay, what's good? All right, so this definitely felt like a black exploitation film, which is more than I could say about some of the other films we've watched this month. It's uh, plenty of funk music, you know. Cool slang, you know, um, big black guy beating people up. It's basically all you need in a black exploitation movie. Number two, there's a lot of entertaining dialogue throughout the film. It's, like, mostly just made up of one-liners, which I always like. And number one, Dolomite was pretty badass. He was fucking up motherfuckers the whole film.
0: So for me, number three, which uh, has been kind of a constant this month, uh, the funky, fresh soundtrack. I just... I love the soul. I love the funk. I
1: love the
0: music that gets put into these
1: black exploitation films. You really can't have a black exploitation movie without funk music. S- Number two, some
0: of Dolomite's lines are extremely funny, um, as well as some of the other lines throughout the movie. It uh, it does have some good dialogue. Number one dolomite's ridiculously bad fight scenes i mean not even him but everybody that fights in this movie like it's so bad it just it makes you laugh it makes you smile it makes you go oh my
1: god i could do this myself yeah they don't i don't think at any point make contact with another person and it's really really obvious it's glorious and i love dolomite's
0: high kicks where they like don't come above his knee but they, like, somehow, like, send somebody, like, somersaulting over a car. Like,
1: he's, he's just a badass, apparently. You know, I mean,
0: it, it is. It's amazing. The, yeah. the The fight scenes themselves make this movie worth it to see. Um, And an honorable mention. I have to give an honorable men- mention here. I know I don't normally do that. But Dolomite's outfits. Dolomite is styling. And I, I just, I love it. The hat. I dig the hat. The suits, the suits, the colors, everything. Oh, okay. His fancy clothes, as they say in the movie. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's, uh,
1: let's hit, hit on to the bottom three. All right, for number three, there are a lot of scenes in this movie that really don't move the plot along at all and just seem to be thrown into the movie for the hell of it. Number two, Dolomite wasn't fucking up when Dillament wasn't fucking up motherfuckers. He was spending way too much time telling these long drawn out stories that I I don't think they were even intended to make sense. Like they'd talk about the Titanic and then some other shit that didn't relate to that. And like, he'd say motherfucker a bunch of times. Like, I I don't think that was a coherent sentence, but everyone's laughing. So I guess I'll laugh along. I was really confused at those points. And number one, plot of this movie is pretty much irrelevant since nothing really happens throughout the film that actually relates to the supposed plot so you know i'm i'm kind of okay with that but it needs to be said so
0: for me uh number three on the bottom um the acting is quite subpar in this film and that's on everybody's account Subpar I mean, to terrible there was <laughs> yeah there's, there's no one person that's believable at any point in this film as to, like, what their character is. Um, except maybe Willie Green, because he's the meanest motherfucker that anybody's ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, number two. Um, foul language in this movie um, is just used seemingly for the sake of using foul language. I mean, I'm all for one for using colorful language. However, it needs to be used to emphasize something and not just, like, the entire sentence or the entire thought process is just, you know, curse
1: words. Yeah, it's kind of like this movie had like a laugh track with the characters laughing at it every time he said motherfucker. Like, oh, I guess it's time to laugh now. Cool. Um, and number one, there are several scenes in this movie which take place
0: solely to extend the runtime of the film, at least in my opinion. And those would happen to be the two times where Dolomite does a comedy routine, which like Paul said, is him just kind of like rambling, saying motherfucker, and then people laughing something about the Titanic. Um, and then the Dolomite dancing girls like uh, they were on stage. They danced. They were scantily clad, but uh, it had absolutely nothing to do with the film. Not a thing. And although they were scantily clad, the camera was far enough away that it really wasn't even like an enticing shot.
1: So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, I do have to bring up one thing since, um, they said Mr. Green was the, um, baddest motherfucker around. I thought the baddest man in the whole damn town was Leroy Brown. So I, I think that two I mean, need to I have mean, a fight. Yeah. To, to, they need to lay it out. That's uh Willie Green and Leroy Brown
0: bringing it down in the middle of the town. I'd pay to see that fight. No one around would have a frown. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on you know we we both mentioned dialogue in some scope so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war we'll quote this movie back and forth you can tell us who you think won all right i'm gonna get us kicked off here with uh with this one guns and dope are being sold to kids
1: every day that shoot ain't mine i don't know how it got there you want to play ball or not you know i don't wear you no know, cotton drawls well if it isn't the hamburger pimp He's a tough son of a gun. What the hell does that rat motherfucker want with me? Dolomite is my name. Fucking up motherfuckers is my game. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this
0: film, or would like to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, please leave it in the comments below, or, you know, you just want to say anything else about Dolomite, you know, leave it for us to check out it's time for us to give our final take on this film. Remember friends, our final take is a score on no, a shot scale. Our shot scales are reverse scale. One to 10, one being the best 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a four out of 10. I also give, give it a four out of 10. You know, Dolomite seems to be a well-rounded B movie treasure. The story is pretty solid. If not simplistic, you know, brother framed for a crime needs to prove his innocence. The acting is atrociously laughable. The characters are kind of interesting. The dialogue ranges from funny as hell to what the fuck did he just say? And the action is so bad that you may just have to say that the actors don't practice kung fu, but kung fail. But, you know, everything together just makes this one
1: enjoyable, laughable, fun film. That may have been the worst pun I've ever heard in my life, (laughs) but I appreciate it nonetheless. (laughs) All right, so I give it a 4 out of 10 because Dolomite is basically the Black Ash Williams. Everywhere he goes, he seems to somehow end up in a fight, and he's always ready to kick kick ass and drop some memorable one-liners. The fight scenes in Dolomite are terribly choreographed, which just made the movie even better, and the plot was pretty much non-existent. It was just an excuse for Dolomite to beat people up. The main problem with the film is the fact that there are Way too many scenes where absolutely nothing happens, which made the film seem a lot longer than it actually was. On top of that, there really wasn't anything about Dolomite that I hadn't seen in any other, well, any other good black exploitation film or films of, you know, uh, of similar genre. Still, Dolomite was a fun film with a lot to enjoy. Just don't expect too much from it
0: similar genre
1: you mean like nunsploitation or Nazi exploitation? i mean like most films made in the 70s that oh. are like cheap and like um just you know shit happening and you know running around and you know cheap like on the streets um james bond kind of kind of shit you know? i, I, I got gotcha. you but you know what enough about
0: this film we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do So we like to give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why this B-movie and A-movie are the same film, just of different standards and caliber. I gave my A-movie companion for Dolomite to The Rock from 1996. I picked Dirty Harry from 1971. So in both The Rock and Dolomite, a character is released from prison because he is the only one who can do something. In The Rock, it's Sean Connery, because he's the only one that can break into Alcatraz. In Dolomite, he's the only one that can prove his innocence. Both films feature many action sequences. In both films, the character released from prison is a badass, adept at hand-to-hand combat in any situation. In both films, a high-ranking person is threatening the general populace. In The Rock, it's General Ed Harris, you know, threatening to shoot missiles of chemicals at, you know, a major California city. And in uh, Dolomite, it's the mayor and his drug ring, peddling drugs to children and everyone else in the town. In both films, a church plays a significant role. In The Rock, the microfilm Sean Connery hid, which got him, you know, put away in a black hole forever, um, was found inside of a church by Nicolas Cage. In Dolomite, it's where the Reverend gave Dolomite the information he needed to, you know, figure out what was going on and bring down the mayor's drug ring. And in the end, neither character released from prison needs to go back to prison. Sean Connery escapes because Nicolas Cage has a heart of gold, and Dolomite brings down the drug ring, proving his innocence once and for all. Spoiler
1: alerts. Everybody wins. All right, I picked Dirty Harry because... The titles of both films are the name of the protagonist from their respective film. Both films feature police officers acting in unorthodox manners. Some of the cops in Dolomite are corrupt and try to set Dolomite up for crimes he didn't commit. And Dirty Harry is a cop who doesn't play by the rules. Both Dolomite and Dirty Harry have famous one-liners. Dolomite's catchphrase is, Dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. And it's iconic and memorable. And Dirty Harry's famous one-liner is You feeling lucky? Well, do you punk? And both movies came out in the 70s. Dolomite came out in 1975, and Dirty Harry came out in 1971. So, of course, there's that. So there you have
0: it, folks. If you want to watch an A-movie version of uh, Dolomite, check out The Rock or Dirty Harry. Now, you know, back on track, I think it's time for us to tell you how to drink away the flick, drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Paul and I are going to give you some uh, drinking games for this film. So here we go. Number one, every time you hear the word jive used in any form, take a drink. Number two, anytime Dolomite fights someone, take a drink. Number three, every time Dolomite is wearing a new outfit, take a drink. Number four, whenever Dolomite does some kind of comedy routine... Finish your drink. And of course, number five, because it's Blaxploitation Month, every time you hear soul or funk music
1: begin, take a drink. Every time someone says, can you dig it, take a drink. Every time dolomite is set up for a crime, take a drink. Every time you see someone taking some kind of drug, take a drink. And every time the corrupt cops are sneaking around, take a drink.
0: And those are your ways to drink away the flick.
1: If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else b movie related, you can leave us a comment on either our it- on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at qmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash movie Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at Paul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Well, uh,
0: you know, uh, it's been four movies we've watched this month. And as it is February, and it is not a leap year, I know there is no chance there is a fifth week. Let's give our final rankings
1: for the four movies we've watched this month. Are you sure we're not going to have to watch the black version of Dick Shark? Uh, I'm not even sure if that would be uh, like... What would that even be? Dick killer whale, I don't know. (laughs) Dick whale. So uh,
0: at, at number four, I gave up. Uh, I gave Blackenstein for being a black exploitation film. Um, the the main characters there were like half of them were white and half of them were were black. Uh, it, it just wasn't blacky enough for my black exploitation likes. I, I don't want to sound that way, but like there's no other way to put it. Like I feel like it's racist somehow. I just haven't figured out how. It's just it, it's. To be considered a black exploitation film, I think it falls short of uh what the requirements really are. Especially when the, the main doctor is white. Number three, the final come down. Billy D. Williams did not have the mustache. And above that, it was an incoherent mess of scene to scene to scene that they just kinda like figured might make up a story. And uh yeah. Number two, black shampoo. There was action. There was hairstyling. It was a black exploitation film. Number one, dolomite. Dolomite had it all. It had the cheesy action. It had the cheesy acting. It had the kung fail. It had everything that we needed to see from black exploitation. And it made me laugh a lot more than the others.
1: And so it's number one. Well, there you go. Yeah, number four. I also had Blackenstein or Blackenstein or Blackenstein. I, I don't even fucking know. Is, is this
0: the Baronstein or the Baronstein universe? <laughs> it's the Blackenstein. It's the Frankenstein. Universe.
1: <laughs> the Be- the Blackenstein universe. Oh man. So yeah, it just was kind of disappointing. There was no funk music. It had a really boring plot, and I. It barely even constituted as a black exploitation film, which, by the name, was really disappointing. Because I was expecting it to be really good. Number three, the final come down. I know Disney's trying to make all these standalone Star Wars films with individual characters, but I gotta say, I was not a fan of the Lando Calrissian one. I mean, I get that he's supposed to be younger, but did they have to shave the mustache? And I mean, he wasn't even out in the space. They don't show him with the Millennium Falcon, you know. No Han Solo, I was... I was Not dis- to mention he died. <laughs> exactly, like, it, the, so many continuity errors with the original trilogy. Just, just throwing it out there. Number two is Black Shampoo. I mean, it It was like, it was trying to be a exploitation film, but just couldn't quite pull it off. It just didn't have a good enough plot, and just kind of fell short and had a lot of moments where really nothing was going on. I forgot, though, it did have a chainsaw. That is true. yeah there's very little action except the very end where they're like, Oh yeah, let's throw all this together. And they had a random guy just kind of kill people. And number one was Dolomite. While not a perfect film, it was the most entertaining and the most black blaxploitation of all the black exploitation films that we watched this month. So Dolomite wins.
0: Oh, so there you have it. I mean, uh, you know, it's the end of February, so next week we, uh, we roll into March, which this year is uh, better known as Monsters Are Randomly Causing Havoc. Uh, with the 1985 film Demons, a movie all about seeing a movie, just like what we like to do. What could possibly go wrong, Paul? Gotta love our acronyms. So, there you go, friends. Until next time, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. A extian mis다가 ja ja ors behavi